the equipment. Um, you remember you 300,000 for the tactical vehicle that is on order for Lenco. I was talking to the chief just today about it and he said he had, I said, didn't this get put on back order? And he said, yeah, he got defense production acted. So the federal government literally came to the company and said, you're not building these, you're building stuff that we need as a result of the Defense Protection Act. And they're building things to support things like conflagrations in the Ukraine, in the Middle East, et cetera. So this has been ordered. It has been Defense Production Acted. Never heard that term until today. Amy Lavoy, the uh, CFO for the city of Pensacola, talking to Pensacola City Council at the Agenda Review on Monday, explaining why we don't yet have a replacement SWAT vehicle for the um, 1970s vintage plumber's van that they show up in now. It's just it's it's such an insult to our, our fine SWAT officers that that's the vehicle that they've got to work with. Um, but, you know, we're working on it. Mike Wood is a public information officer for the PPD. Mike, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. Good morning. So what is the estimate on the uh, the Bearcat that will, you know, maybe one day we'll actually have a good vehicle for the PPD SWAT team? Well, yeah, we don't know. There's, you know, if you look real, real deep in that paperwork in the, in the language, there's a DPA clause there in case uh, something like this happens, and it happens, so we're just going to have to wait. I just... I was trying to figure out, like, why I can understand if you guys were ordering, I don't know, you know, anti-tank missiles or something, you know, but you're ordering, um, you know, the Bearcat. I mean, it's the pretty standard vehicle that they, I thought we had too many of them, not enough of them. So I don't know why that's a DPA, but, you know, okay, fair enough. Uh, What else do we, oh, okay. So rumor control, I got a text yesterday and says, Andrew, be sure to tell people that the um, Pensacola police bike cops are doing speed timing as a speed trap on Three Mile Bridge. And my first thought was, the bike cops are doing speed traps on Three mm-hmm. uh, So I figured I would ask you, Mike Wood, is, Pen- is Pensacola Police Department engaged in speed enforcement with bike cops or any other kind of cops on Three Mile Bridge? Do you see why I'm very adamant about staying in front of stories on social media? <laughs> this is a good example. Yeah. This, that, I, yeah, that, just when I thought I've heard it all, I hear that. So the answer is no. We're not on the three-mile bridge on bicycles with radar. Are you doing no, – I mean, now, now granted, you could catch up to them maybe in Gulf Breeze, you know, because everybody goes slow in Gulf Breeze. But um, are you doing any particular uh, speed enforcement right now other than just normal patrols? Yes, we're always out there doing speed enforcement, just not on bicycles. I mean, the light would have to turn red in Gulf Breeze for a long time before we could catch up. So, no, we're not doing that. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. Fair enough. Um, you guys also, I think, uh, turn into more serious subjects. Uh, you had a uh, sexual assault suspect that you guys were working to apprehend. Is that right? Yeah, this individual followed a, uh, a young girl on foot, and she sensed something was wrong. She took off running, and he eventually caught up to her. Uh, she was able to get away, fortunately, uh, uninjured. And um, through the uh, – our investigators got right on that and were able to obtain information on who this individual was, and then an, an alert officer recognized him and, and, and took him into custody without further incident. Great. Very good. Awful that it happens to her. And just for – you know, because sometimes people hear this stuff. What I have always heard, and, uh, you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but the advice I have always heard is if you are a victim of anything like this, yell, kick, scream, fight, do anything you can because secondary location, 
getting in a car, going somewhere else, being quiet. That's exactly what the predator wants. The worst thing that they want is for you to make a make a make a display right everywhere where you are. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. We preach that all the time. Never ever get into uh, a vehicle or leave with this with the perpetrator. Uh, and this goes not only sexual assaults, but if someone's trying to carjack you. Uh, get out of that car. Don't go with them because if they're going to hurt you, you need to make them hurt you right there where we can get you help quickly, uh, not in a, in a remote location way up in north of Scambia where we may not find you for weeks. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I know you, you've been talking with a lot of media about this this week um, is the new 14-foot uh, rule proposal bill that would you know keep people away. Um, thoughts about that? I, I, you know, I know the sheriff said it was a good thing, and you know, obviously – you know, you want some kind of a safety perimeter, and I guess having a measurement is better than having no measurement because right now it's just kind of don't interfere, right? Yeah, so there is no measurement, like you say, and we need room to do our jobs, not only us, but firefighters and EMTs as well. But when we're taking a person into custody, the officer's uh, attention has got to be 100% on that individual for officer safety reasons and for the reasons or for the safety of the suspect as well. And when we have somebody that's close within striking distance of a, of a fist or a kick, maybe, um, that changes everything. And the officer now has to focus his or her attention on that individual. So uh, the 14 feet, I believe, is a good distance. Uh, it's something to work with. And, uh, you know, people know the difference between three feet and, and 14 feet. They might have to guesstimate, but they can get pretty close. They know uh, when they're too close. And it will be easy to charge someone with that with uh, using body cam footage. You, you'll be able to... Uh, to uh, uh, make that charge and make it stick. The uh, the only sort of concern I think I have about this bill is um, that the advice I've always heard is, and I remember this when I was getting a, uh, doing a ride along with PPD several years ago, and uh, you know, big, strong, athletic guy who was you know, uh, the Matty Mercado, uh, who was an officer on the force at the time, and you know, and I remember his first words to me when he was prepping me for the evening is he said, um, "All right, bro, here's the deal." If I get into a fight and I'm getting my ass kicked, you help me. <laughs> Don't just stand there and watch yeah. me. And I'm like, I will, absolutely. And so my my one worry about this bill is if people are worried that they're not supposed to approach, that they'll be more reluctant to help, which you want help in a case like that, right? Well, we're going to know the difference instantly, whether they're trying to harm us, uh, do something else bad, or try to help us. There's going to be no comparison there. Um, so they're not going to obviously not going to get charged with that. And uh, in another situation, we understand if a family member, if someone is uh, maybe a family member has been hurt in a crash or some other medical condition, and families are trying to get up close to make sure that their family member is okay. We understand that. That's not a situation where we wouldn't want to make an arrest either. Very good. Uh, we always like to end on a cop myth or a did you know you got one for me this week. Yeah, I do. And this one I remember from Beverly Hills Cop, and I've seen it in a bunch of other movies. It's where the detective that's working on this case goes above and beyond, maybe thinks outside the box too much for his boss's opinion on that. Uh, The boss, uh, maybe it's against policy and procedures, but the boss suspends that detective. And what does he do? He keeps on right on the case and ends up solving it and comes out good on the other end. And the reality of that is if an investigator, and I've never seen this in my 36 years, an investigator just works so hard uh, on it and goes uh, outside the box and upsets the boss, and the boss says, you know what, you're off this case, and suspends him, uh, and he keeps working. I've never seen that happen. So uh, that, that doesn't happen. The investigators do what they're supposed to do within the parameters, and, um, and they get the job done.
You mean the cop vigilante story isn't true? Dang it. I was really hoping, you know, that one of these no. things. <laughs> what about the banana and the tailpipe? Does, <laughs> does that work? Yeah. Mike, Mike Wood would never fall for that. All the, yeah. They, I wouldn't fall for the banana and the tailpipe trick, no. <laughs> All right. Mike Wood is a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, as always, thank you for the time. Thanks for the information, sir. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, sir.